but we did not. Instead, a suburban family suffered the worst kind of loss. My own family became embroiled in controversy. The political world became obsessed with immigrants, and the undocumented students I knew took to the streets. Fortune handed me a messy braid of narratives, spliced together by bizarre connections. In the end, though, this is what immigration is like. Inherently messy. The issue bleeds, and we are all implicated. I'm not sure if the girls expected something in return for the hours we spent together. I made it clear on several occasions that I could not give them financial assistance, but sometimes I wondered if they expected some other, less tangible form of aid. Eventually, I came to see that the girls craved legitimacy, and I suspect they found it in some roundabout way by spending time with me. When I asked them about their lives, it might have seemed to them as though Denver itself was interested in who they were, given the position my husband occupied in the city's hierarchy. And if that was the case, then I suppose our conversations may have provided them with a sense of being recognized, a sense of being seen as important. For my part, I have to say that it was often a relief to step into their world. The girls served as an antidote to everything else that was happening in my life. When I wasn't with them, I socialized with people who belonged to exclusive clubs and wore gowns to charity balls and hired private chefs for their dinner parties which wasn't what I was used to. The girls kept me from becoming overwhelmed by high society. Their families reminded me of my own, despite our many differences, and being with them kept me in touch with my origins. The girls also helped me hold on to my youth. As I spent time in their company, I learned how to send text messages and started dressing less conservatively and relived my girlhood relationships. In the neighborhoods where the girls lived, Few people had expectations of the mayor's wife, and I was free to be myself. Overall, I am certain that I got at least as much from the girls as any one of the girls may have gotten from me, and probably much more. Many people in this book entered the country illegally, and to protect them from any repercussions, I have changed their names. I have also changed the names of all the students mentioned in these pages, whether or not they have legal status, and the names of certain adults. In addition, I have changed key details about several of the main characters out of concern that they might suffer retribution if they are publicly identified or that identifying them might in turn identify others who are vulnerable. Otherwise, to the best of my knowledge, everything that follows is true. Part 1. Instantaneous Rate of Change Chapter 1. Prom night. Three quarters of the way through her final year of high school, Maricela Benavides ran into a problem. Her father wanted to attend her senior prom. Maricela went to an inner city public school in Denver, Colorado, that I will call Theodore Roosevelt High School. On Friday, April 23, 2004, 24 hours before the prom, she took a break from arguing with her father to appear in the school's annual dance recital. Halfway through the performance, Maricela breezed into the auditorium looking like a Vegas showgirl. She wore tight black satin trousers, a see-through white shirt, a revealing black camisole, copious amounts of makeup, and a liberal application of silver body glitter. Her hair was a froth of curls. It was intermission, and Maricela had come in search of her friends, 
still wearing her dance costume. As soon as she appeared in the audience, a group of peers moved into orbit around her. In their galaxy, she had the gravitational pull of a large star. One of the girls asked about Maricela's ongoing negotiations with her conservative Mexican father. I don't know what to do, cried Maricela. He still says he's going to come. For several years, Maricela and her parents had been warring over the pace at which she was growing up and the extent of her Americanization. Maricela was a straight-A student. AP Chemistry, AP Calculus, AP Literature, Chicano Studies, Sociology, and Dance, who also liked to party. She divided her time equally between boys and books. The question of whether she would be allowed to go to the prom without her father marked the latest in a series of battles over how much freedom she should be allowed. As usual,